Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Rigucci, and this is Replay, Relive, and Re-Experience. As we like to call it, Re-3s, where you guessed that we do all three of those things to our favorite video game franchises. In this edition of Re-3, we'll be replaying, reliving, and re-experiencing the Halo franchise, starting with Halo Combat Evolve and ending with... And ending with Halo 5 Guardians in addition patient for Halo Infinite. Here to go on Master Chief Saga with me. As always, the double trouble. Chris, trio, Chris, Gaddis. Guys, how are you? Good. Why am I hype? I'm, I'm okay. I mean, you guys are scaring me a little bit, but <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, guys. Bitch. Welcome. The it's going to be back. The double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What a joke. <laughs> These guys aren't intimidating at all. You just not, hear not it. You just bit. hear it. Just like doosh, doosh, doosh. <laughs> I just tackle him. Like fucking, like put me through that. And I start narrating. And like, oh, there's a left oh, well, hook. And there's a fight happening. And and they're dead. Uh, they stabbed each other in the neck. All Episode right. nineteen. What is it called? Tayari. Tayari Plaza and Uplift Reserve. Tayari Plaza is the third campaign level of ODST and is the first level to be played from Buck's point of view. Uh, and is also the first flashback level of the game. We'll be doing a lot of those. Buck, Tari Plaza, immediately after drop. Dossier, Edward Malcolm Buck, serial number 92458-37017-EB, is a ODST and future Spartan 4. Our first oh, Spartan yeah. Four. I forgot in Halo Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Buck you is, see him. Yeah, yeah. that's. Totally I, and shit. I think the only reason he comes back is because Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's like oh, you want to come back? Yeah, just make him a Spartan. I just made, he got the Spartan. I mean, program. I mean, no, it can make sense. It's not too lore. Crazy. No, I don't think that's it makes I mean, especially if they were going to start making Spartans out of humans again, Which why they would do. you? Why would you not go f for the most elite special forces that you have? Yeah, so that makes complete sense to me. Take my advice, rookie. You ever fall for a woman? Make sure she's got balls. Edward Buck was born in 2510 in New Albany, Lombard on Draco 3. In 2528, when he was 18, he enlisted in the UNSC Marine Corps and trained on Earth and Reach, uh, following it. He trained on Earth and Reach, following it through through his following it oh following it through as a career i'm like i didn't make any well no shit <laughs> <laughs> one of his first battles would be on madrigal other battles he took part in were the battle of the great bear and harvest in 2531 a year later in 2532 buck would go into the odst training program and then fight at the Battle of Voden. Despite the ODST training program, he would go on to fight as a regular Marine through the Battle of Chari Charbidus Nine and the Battle of Alovian. We're really pulling at these things now. Yeah. It's like, let's talk about all these. <laughs> in 2545, Drago Three was destroyed by the Covenant Empire. Buck only learned of this as after emerging from cryosleep on a journey from Mars to Hardscrabble. He was, and he was devastated to learn of the loss of his friends and family. That year, he would officially join the ODSTs. Damn, that must suck. So, <laughs> wake yeah, up. Be not a good and, like, time. Everyone no. you know is dead. But Jesus. I'm con so they have slip space travel. Correct. Why are they cryo freezing? Good question. Because isn't that? Because I thought that was a whole like, like I know in like Alien the idea that they. They cryo freeze because they still they, they can't light. Space. Yeah, they they aren't light. There's speed. no FTL travel, faster yeah. than light. So, 
It's interesting to me that they cryo sleep on top um, of having that. Maybe it does. Maybe it's something. It's just more of like a stupid maybe like it's science fiction thing. Maybe to do it, and the travel isn't that long, so it's like maybe it's like sometimes two it's better to do. We're just you know no, we're not going to waste sense. the maybe. money to do slip space. Yeah. That makes that that could actually make sense. Yeah. I, think that's I mean, it's good. a very like semantic real world <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's <laughs> a good I'll reason. accept that. Yeah. Now, as an ODST, Buck would fight at the Battle of Sargasso and Bounty. At some point, Buck was in a romantic relationship with Veronica Dare. They have a lot of like sexual tension. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it. Definitely. Like every time they talk. I mean, they especially just, they sound like they just want to be in the same helmet together. If you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Buck was present during the fall of Reach, fighting in New Alexandria. At some point during the fighting, he requested assistance from Spartan B three one twelve. Buck became one of the few lucky survivors of Reach's fall, having escaped New Alexandria and made it safely to Earth. We will talk about this level when we, we get to Reach. So that Spartan is Noble Six, by the way. Yeah. That's, uh, his, that's his serial <laughs> number. Um, some trivia, Buck is voiced and given likeness to by Nathan Fillion. He was described by Nathan Fillion as a bit of a hardened and a, a bit hardened and a bit cranky. Nathan Fillion also starred in Halo 3 as Gunnery Sergeant Reynolds, uh, which Reynolds quotes are shared by Buck in this game. Some of his lines such as Bam, said the lady, and Go Rama, <laughs> oh, Go Ram, uh, come <laughs> from the television shows Castle and Firefly, respectively, in which Nathan Fillion mm. also stars. Rarely, if you jump, if you jump with Buck somewhere in a vehicle, he will eventually sing the first few bars of Dixie in a reference to the Dukes of Hazard. Was he in that movie? No, I, th I think I it's think just more of like a. Was he? No, I think it was just like I right, think like the liked, new one with like I think he just oh, liked yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Probably, I think that's just was supposed to be hit for some reason. Yeah. Buck's armor takes substantial combat damage uh, by the end of ODST. Uh, this can be seen in the forms of various plasma burns on its outer shell, pieces of glass embedded in the torso, parts of the drone wing on his chest plate, several badly scratched components, and noticeably noticeable splashes of Yan Mei's blood on several areas. I guess try and take notice of that as we go through. Yeah. Um, Buck is the first playable character in the Halo series to speak while being controlled by the player. Interesting. Arbiter mm -hmm. never talks oh, that's interesting, when you're yeah. controlled. Him, but neither does Chief. That was pretty obvious, right? Uh, engraved on Buck's uh, Mjolnir slash Helljumper armor behind the hilt of his combat knife is a heart with a V in the middle of reference to Veronica Dare. Obviously. I'm trying to think. There, like, what other games are there where like you notice that your character like takes damage throughout? Like that you can like I know I feel like Arkham you, throughout the game you see him like oh, yeah, his suit like sure. it deteriorates. I know Dragon but, Ball like, Fighters. Have you ever played yeah, that? Yeah, okay. It's just I'm, that it's is a very point. cool thing to do. But I'm curious how many how people even notice how feasible it is as well. Yeah, like I remember in like Dragon Age, something that was always funny is like after fights you just have blood all over you. Yeah, like fucking drenched head to toe, and it's like you're having like a conversation like covered in blood. <laughs> I, I thought like, that was cool. Like they don't do that in Mass Effect, but in, Dra in all the Dragon Age most games, games I know Red Dead. Like people, like if you're covered in blood, people be like the fuck's going on man. like like but it's i'm trying to think of a game like that like kind of the the world almost reacts to you being like kingdom come deliverance oh that's right too yep. i just like, tried playing that game like three times i know man it's it's um, it's so there's like parts of it i really like it's very immersive definitely it's very immersive but not in the way like got a lot of attention when it came out definitely yeah yeah interesting uh the view opens on one of the superintendent's cameras uh just as the shockwave from the slip spate rupture passes throughout the city, the screen adjusts to the brightness, and the air is still full of blue particles from the rupture. 
From a camera below, the superintendent... So, again, all this is, like, the superintendent, like, watching what's going on. Um, the superintendent watches two SOEIVs drop in... One of them bounces off a building, deflects into the second, and crashes upside down. The other pod goes straight behind the second building, and the superintendent zooms on the first pod, and its avatar showing a sad face. Um, Squad, what's your status? You still with me, Buck? Yeah, give me a sec. I, I hit pretty hard. My hatch won't open. How about yours? Buck's hatch opens, and he falls out of his pod. <sighs> Works great. Right. When you get done fooling around, I could use some help. Did I do something wrong? Because the only thing I regret about you and me, not knowing you were a spook when we first met, I would have been a lot less charming. A spook is a uh, a term for an Oni agent. Mm. So she, he doesn't know, I know he, she's I feel like that's usually, special ops, yeah. essentially. But more special ops than he is. Isn't like spook like a, like a, like a bad word now, too? I could have swore. Like, I feel like I've heard spook. You, I, it's usually like cop, I guess. That makes sense. So, yeah, continue. Right. <laughs> That's that's what I miss about you, Buck. That's what I miss about you, Buck. The way your mouth was always a little faster than your brain. Look, don't start about my job. We both agreed to end it. Buck tries to take out his assault rifle, but it's stuck. That was years ago, Veronica. I'm a little fuzzy on the... He finally gets his assault rifle out. Details. You must have met a lot of other saps since then. Why pick me for this safari? First, you're the best soldier I know. And second, you really don't remember that night... What you asked me in the morning? Phantom flies overhead. Buck looks up. I remember not getting an answer. Say, gum buck, you're breaking up. I said, stay put. I'm on my way. And we jump into our gameplay. And uh, Buck and Dare will communicate a lot as we're going to her. Uh, Dare says, we missed our LZ. The grid, is, the grid is packed with Covenant. Be careful. I appreciate the concern. Buck Cox is a saw rifle. Uh, won't be much of a rescue if you're dead. After fighting through a group of Covenant, Bucks eventually comes up to two Marines behind a destroyed Warthog. Troopa, over here! Is that? Is that the one, the only? Chips double? I saw your pod, you one lucky son of a bitch! See any more come down? Nah, negative, but I didn't see much of anything after the flash. Uh, but listen, some of these buildings are open. She'll be able to get inside, flank the Covenant from the streets. Roger that, thanks. So, Chips Dubbo obviously was in the Battle of New Mombasa. He's not with Chief. He gets left behind. This, I love it. Yeah. It makes sense. And of course. <laughs> that he would yeah. be. Chips. I remember playing through in here. I was like, oh, shit. It's yeah. the dubs. <laughs> After battling through more Covenant forces, Buck comes across more elite and brute corpses. Veronica, what's with all the dead elites? What do you mean? It's like a family feud. Like, they were killed by brutes. Is there something I should know? It's classified. Ah, uh, something's never changed. So this is interesting. We're seeing the beginning of the cut. Why the would covenant. you classify that though? Because Oni must know or have intelligence that the Does covenant are going. Well, but when at each you want to know, but when you want your frontline worker like guys to know, like that, okay, take advantage of this. I don't know. That's an interesting cut. classified That's, intelligence. Yeah, true. Know, yeah. Not authorized to say. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, yeah. I understand. If Buck goes into the left building, he'll find a female marine taking cover. Trio be the marine. Trooper, we're pinned down. Flank through this building. Hit him from behind. Buck, location. Almost there. What's wrong? Multiple hostiles closing in on my position. Listen carefully if I... Listen listen carefully if I don't make it. Whoa, hang on. I'll be right there. Too late. They spotted me. Damn it, no. Veronica, talk to me. Don't move. I'm coming. You hear? A pair of hunters emerges from a set of doors on the other side of the area. Hunters? No, I do not have time for this. Turn around, you bastards. Let me shoot you in the back. 
<laughs> Dares S-O-E-I-V comes into view under attack by three grunts. Yeah, very uh, imposing force here. After passing the grunts, uh, Buck approaches her pod and tries to open the door. We jump into a cutscene. Uh, I'm here. I got gotcha. you. Buck manages to shove the hatch off the pod, but the pod is empty. Suddenly, an, an engineer pops out at Buck. Oh, nuts. The engineer gets closer to Buck, who falls over backwards, and a blue light appears from its helm. Whoa, whoa. Buck sees Dare's damaged helmet in one of its tentacles. Whoa. A sniper rifle goes off, killing the engineer. Romeo is revealed to have taken the shot. Romeo waves at Buck, who returns it. Buck gets up. The engineer starts to give off a little bit of a high-pitched whine. Buck dies, recover, and it explodes, propelling Dare's helmet into the air, and the superintendent tracks the helmet. Superintendent, lost and found item, calculating trajectory. The superintendent finds that the helmet will be launched through a window. Opening window shutter. The superintendent's avatar shows a happy face. So this is, he tracked her helmet when it blew up. Um, Which is kind of uh, very interesting when you kind of think about this stuff. Uh, Buck. What the heck was that? You ever seen one before? Romeo doesn't respond. Buck takes his helmet off. Hey, Romeo, you got your ears on? Romeo shrugs. Oh, I get it. Permission to speak, smartass. <laughs> no, I don't know what it, what it was, but it was going to grease your ass good, just like it did the captain. Yeah, maybe. You hear from Mickey, Dutch? Buck investigates a piece of the Hergox armor uh, the, uh, with their stomach plate attached to it, stuck on the wall. Negative. The rookie? Romeo shakes his head. We need to get above this crap. Link up with the B-Net. One of our drones must know. One of our drones must have seen where they hit. So, we're popping smoke on the lady's mission. She ever tell you what she wanted? No. Never. Doesn't matter. All I care about now is getting my man out of the city. Even you. Even you? Jeez. <laughs> Buck puts his helmet back on. Fade to black. Level ends. That is... Tayari. Thank you. Just need to lend a little help, guys. Tayari Plaza. Um, some trivia for this level. Oddly, Buck has a radio conversation with Dare at the beginning of the level, despite getting hit with an EMP just before he landed. If the EMP had been able to disable Buck's pod, it should have shorted out his radio. It is possible that they're using his HUD radio to communicate rather than the one in the pod. Throughout the entire level, the sky is filled with blue fog and ionized particles. Uh, residue from the carrier's in-atmosphere slip space jump. The family feud noted by Buck and the dead elites encountered are due to the fact that that just after the Prophet of Regret jumped away, reinforcements sent by Truth arrived and assumed control over the battle. The Brutes not only overtook the elites previously in command, but also executed any elite station on and above the planet. This was a part of Truth's complex socio-political scheme for the Covenant that would have would accumulate would culminate with the beginning of the Great Schism two weeks later. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, we fight elites in in on Metropolis and outskirts. There's no brutes. The brutes, regret goes. Prophet of Truth is like, sends more troops down to Earth to kill the rest of them. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty, like, big length to go to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, yeah, we're going to kill all of these guys. Like, mm-hmm. Just fucking wipe them out. And that actually makes sense why there are brutes in New Mombasa yeah. when we were fighting elites as Master Chief. Because I actually, I never thought, just thinking about it now, I never really thought about why there were brutes in this game and there weren't in Halo 2. Uh, another one. Among the group of dead elites is, is one in assault harness. Despite 
the story being Halo 2 era. The assault harness may have already been used among the special operation elites strictly for covert operations and missions, which might explain why this particular armor permutation is present on the Battle of New Mombasa. Um, near the second group of dead elites are two deactivated energy swords, the only swords in the entire game. This is also a reference to the dual-wielding dual wielding swords, an ability not yet possible. Uh, there's also an Sangheili Ultra among this group under the overpass. It is one of the only three elites holding the rank of Ultra in the whole game. The Marines pinned down in the plaza before the Hunter are the only Marines wielding silenced SMGs by default in this game. Buck describes linking up with the B-Net, likely an abbreviation for Battle.net, the information network of the UNSC military units. It is also referenced to B.net, the colloquial name for Bungie's website. And we are going back to New Mabasa. I'm calling it the Mabasa Loop as we uh, go back to it. Deference for Darkness plays the hits right as you come in. Like the best fucking song out of this game. Oh, yeah. But not for Trio. Apparently. I, just, I, just didn't, I didn't notice. That, that, that. Na, na, na. It's not ringing any bells. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the piano. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I, I don't just I can't discount that. It probably is great. I just. I don't know why you I are, just didn't take you that. are discounting us. Well, I'm not discount. I just we're, didn't know we're rejecting you from the podcast. All right, well, I gotta go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. The rookie taps the broken recon helmet, then puts it down on the floor. He peers out the window. Several advertisement panels keep changing to "Keep Right" signs. Keep right. Pointing to a <laughs> to an open blast door, the rookie uh, readies his silenced SMG. Under a walkway in Sector Eight, where Buck fought the hunters, a brute captain is holding an explosive charge for a. Horagok. Horagok. While two brute miners are struggling to hold the Horagok down. I'll be the captain. Ah, I'll be the Hold miner. the creature still. Place the charge before I lose my grip. The brute captain forcefully inserts a charge into the Horagok's explosive armor. The Horagok gives out a high-pitched wail. It's armed! <laughs> sure, I guess that's how he said it. <laughs> and ready to explode in case any humans come too close. Give it room. Let it do the prophet's work. So this is our first encounter of the engineers. Are these the same thing from the old games? Or what are the engineers? Are, are these engineers like the... First time seeing them in the series. They're uh, around, but they're not... Interesting, okay. They're so the, actually they from, Halo, from Halo 1. From Halo 1, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, Har the Harugak, known to humans as engineers, are a race of biological supercomputers that were created by the Forerunners. They're also known... They're the only known non-combatant race how, how, to ever serve the Covenant. Though some of some were rigged to explode in sui as suicidal bombers. Uh, after the Covenant's collapse, the Harugaks served the UNSC. Other than those that fled, were, were or were captured by the uh, Sanctuum. Sanctuum. While it generally, while it is generally held that only the Sanctuum uh, were high enough in the Covenant hierarchy to handle and manage forerunner research and technology, in reality, it was that Harugak who must uh, excavate, unlock, and transport Forerunner artifacts, a fact only known to high-ranking officers within the Covenant uh, due to its sensitive nature. San Shuyam insists that any admission of the fact was heresy. These remarkably helpful and docile aliens are exceedingly patient, rarely communicate with other species, and are almost single-mindedly devoted to their work. Uh, the Harugak were were the scientific and engineering backbone of the Covenant and its economy. They, they float via bladders that contain a mixture of lighter-than-air gases, and their four tentacles are able to split into many fine cilia. 
with which they are able to manipulate machinery and near on a near microscopic level. Engineers are capable of quickly learning functionality of new technology. On one occasion, an engineer observed John 117 dismantling a vehicle's engine, assembling it into various other working configurations, and then returning it to its original state in a matter of seconds. When the Covenant fell, the loss of the Haragak made made the replacement and repair of their technology extremely problematic. Uh, they have little in interest in taking sides in a conflict. They appear to draw no real distinction between friend or foe and prefer to spend their time inspecting and repairing technology. However, they will utter high-pitched keening sounds whenever a Forerunner artifact is threatened, on occasion may even push to strike an individual interfering with the technology. The engineers are actually not any natural biological species at all, but rather an artificial life form created by the Forerunners. While, while, possess while they possess no true tissue or organs, their nanomechanical surrogates so closely mimic their biological analogs that they may seem almost indistinguishable to observers. Multiple gas bladders serve as their me method of locomotive, allowing them to float through the air even after their deaths. The bladders also serve as part of the respiratory system. If the gas bladders deflate, they will asphy asphyxiate and die. The trivia. The Prometheans and Engineers are the only known living Forerunner creations. Engineers were originally slated to appear in Halo Combat Evolved, as seen in pre-release screenshots, but were cut from the final game likely due to time constraints. As a result, engineers made their first appearance in Halo Wars using the same character models that were cut from the original game. Yeah, they're really rough looking. Really? Mm -hmm. They're really weird. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. One other thing to note uh, in these Mombasa Street Bloops is the way we go. Uh, we go by a statue dedicated to the new Mombasa Uplift, which is the company that operates. So that bridge thing is like for packages really that so instead of a plant a ship landing on the planet they it lands on the a space, a space station because it costs less money that makes sense it's a very to, like, to get to go very in and out efficient. of the atmosphere is probably to burn all that fuel to get in and out would mm -hmm. probably be a bit yeah that makes sense right a very like real world thing it's like oh it's not for like people and like like it, it it's for just Packages yeah. for like mail. It's like very interesting. <laughs> Amazon mail. has really evolved. Yeah, the USPS is in there. Just like we yeah. can't seem to find your package. Yeah. So this this elevator is destroyed by the slip space rutcher. The rookie crouches down to the optics package. Uh, some sparks fly out of it, and the camera twitches. Uh, switch to the package camera, which is sh shows the rookie's face, and then we switch to an overview of the area uh, in a flashback. You heard from Mickey Dutch. Negative. We need to get above this crap. Link up with the B-Net. We need to get above this crap. Link up with the B-Net. One of our drones must have seen where they hit. Fade to black. Uplift reserve begins. Our fourth campaign level of ODST. Played from Dutch's point of view and takes place, takes place in the Uplift Nature Reserve in New Mombasa, which is a zoo. A lot of zoos. Yeah. A lot of zoo stuff. They love their zoos. Dutch. Uplift Nature Reserve. 30 minutes after drop. Dossier. Corporal Taylor Dutch Henry Miles. Serial number 21175-12121-TM. <laughs> Is an ODST in the UNSC Marine Corps. He served in Alpha 9, led by Gunnery Sergeant Edward Buck during the Battle of Earth. And he is married to a former fellow ODST, Gretchen Katola. Ah, uh, Lord... I didn't train to be a pilot. Tell me I don't have any more flying to do today. He's the second oldest member of Alpha 9 and is good friends with uh, the squad's marksman, Romeo. He has an extensive experience in close quarters combat. Dutch's last known place 
uh, residence is Paris Island on Mars, where he is also a citizen. He is a civilian. His civilian occupation is listed as road train driver. Dutch was born in 2519 in Lostonville, Seven Hills, Mars. Originally a road train driver before coming an ODST, his former occupation uh, has prepared him for an arduous task of heavy weapons specialist and driver in the ODSTs. He also went to college for some time, studying religion and philosophy, and he was interested in sub. Uh, as he was interested in these subjects at the time. During this time, he would adopt a Christian worldview and would carry them for the rest of his life. He enlisted on September 9th, 2540, and eventually became a corporal. The last time he visited Earth prior to the Battle of Earth was at a was at a weekend pass, the day before he applied to the ODSTs. During this time in the Marine Corps, he befriended Romeo and became romantically involved with another Marine, Gretchen, who he later married. Um, some trivia. He's voiced by Adam Baldwin, who also voiced a uh, UNSC Marine in Halo 3, just like uh, Nathan Fillion. He occasionally he occasionally mentioned Vera, Adam Baldwin's character, uh, Jane's favorite weapon from Firefly. The Marine in the Halo 3 with the same voice actor were also mentioned Vera, as well as sharing other quotes by both them, both both by both of them, by both of them. All right. Uh, both Baldwin and Nathan Fillion had worked together previously on the TV show Firefly, along with Alan Tudyk. Uh, the, all three appear in Halo 3 as well, albeit as different characters. If the player plays as Dutch in the campaign or on Firefly with the I would have been your daddy skull activated, he sometimes utters a phrase, the word Goram, in it, and it, uh, it utters the phrase Goram, another reference to Firefly. Dutch appears... Dutch appearance has heavily in Dutch's appearance has been heavily inconsistent across his various appearances. In Halo Helljumper, he is seen as enormous physique with shorn dirty blonde hair. In the babysitter, he is a man on average height with short blonde hair. In ODST, he's only slightly larger than the fellow ODSTs and has short dark brown hair. The name of one of his trucks uh, Dutch drove uh, while he was on Mars uh, was called the Flying Dutchman, possibly uh giving birth to his nickname, Dutch. Dutch can be heard to say, haven't you ever seen Full Metal Jacket, a reference to Adam Baldwin's role in the film? Chris, go ahead. Two drone fighters fly toward the city over the uplift nature reserve. One of the drone's cameras zooms in on an SOE IV on the beach and an ODST walking away from it. The ODST is Dutch, who watches the fighters fly overhead. View then switches to Dutch's perspective. Good hunting, boys. I'm keeping my boots on All the right, ground. All right, I guess I'm not Dutch anymore. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck. God. What? Fuck. Continue. No, 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 no fucking no, no. go. Well, no, I was going to say, we could probably make... The, instead of saying S-O-E-I-V, we could probably say drop pod, right? Like, is everyone not yeah. getting... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, that's what like, it is. No, no you're right. Like, I was like, what's I, an, think, like, I was literally thinking while he's reading that, what's an easier way to say it? Yeah, I think it? drop pod's probably easier, but... Okay. Just saying. Uh, good hunting, boys. I'm keeping my boots on the ground. Let's mount up in a warthog and ride our way into the city. Some banter as we go throughout this level. Uh, a Marine says, Colonel, sector's clear. Uh, we found some backup. Say again, Marine. I got drones overhead and Oni Brass yelling in my ear. ODST reporting for duty, sir. Nice of you to drop in, trooper. Head to the next section of the park to my second platoon's location. They're taking heavy casualties need immediate assistance. Roger that. I'm Oscar Mike. Where's the rest of your team, Trooper? Scattered, dead, I don't know. That's too bad. We're going to need all the men we can get. Trooper, you're almost at 2nd Platoon's location. Give me a hand and push toward the primary objective. What is the objective, Colonel? You know the Covenant carrier that slipped away from the city? We need to secure its old LZ, snatch a Tier 1 asset. So that is sort of some 
clarification on what Alpha 9 is doing here. Interesting. <laughs> I guess some Marines Secure, kind yeah. of know what they need to do or where they need to yeah. go, but not the actual mission. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is our Warthog level. Uh, Dutch is, we're going to be doing, like, like uh, Chris said earlier, we're going to be driving around a lot. This reminds me of... Uh, uh, Savo Highway a lot. Absolutely, yeah, it's the same. I mean, I mean, we're like fucking right outside of it, but yeah, yeah this this very Lighting, reminiscent. Yeah, like it really does. I, I wouldn't agree. be surprised if they reuse some assets from it. Thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with the chopper. Oh, I was from all Isn't it sick? And then like running around all here and just it's running awesome. into everything, like. Oh, I, I, I went out a fucking brute on a on a ghost while he was on a ghost, and he killed me for some reason. I was like, what was, uh, while you were in a chopper? Like, no, while I was, he was in a ghost, I was in a ghost. I sped oh, up right. and hit him head on, but we, he killed me. <laughs> I'm like, what makes the you difference? Son of a bitch. Yeah. You are a normal human. No, I know. I wonder if like, that's actually the Yeah, I don't know. It. I guess that makes sense. All right, continue. Just, just being funny. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> no, no, that's a fair point. I'm like, what the fuck? As Dutch and the Marines cross the bridge, the space elevator, already weakened from the slip space rupture, implodes in different sections and collapses, sending debris flying for miles. Look! The elevator! Incoming! A part of the elevator crashes into the building Dutch and the Marines are driving to. What the hell just happened? Slip space rupture. Must have weakened the support rings. All units, <laughs> target assets are on the move. Everyone clear the area before more debris comes down. <laughs> Colonel! Sir! Damn it, he's gone. Trooper, head up the hill. We gotta find a way out of this park. If Dutch drives over to the Marines, one of them has broken his ankle. Although a medic is tending to him, the first Marine has lost his mind. Did you find this? Did no. anyone find this? I think I walked right past this. Is, it, yeah. This is pretty. So you get up to like a like, yeah, like a circle platform, and they're like hiding, hiding behind, behind it. I did get there. Okay. Yeah. So this is the kind. Of, I'll be. Uh, Do you want me to be the medic or the crazy Marine? Do you want to be crazy? Sure. Okay. Like yeah, it's pretty fun. No, no, no! You're not listening. It's a zoo, okay? We're technically, well, technically, it's a corporate-funded wildlife reserve. Semantics! This whole place is one big cage! Listen, Marine, you're wounded, you need to try and relax. Except we, we're the zebras, all fenced in and ready for the slaughter. And the Covenant? They're the lions! Roar! <laughs> uh, careful, I think you just strained a metaphor. Oh, oh god. Is that serious? Only if you keep it up. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah I, too. I, I actually didn't find it until my first replay of ODST on Master Chief Collection. Mm. I didn't. It's it's a you get an achievement if you go buy it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I got a. I did get a popped achievement while I was around there. I didn't even. I didn't pay much it's probably attention what it to was, it because you like. It's got absolutely in the, what. The yeah, zone. I was in the vicinity. Yeah. yeah. Dutch's warthog ghost chopper flies off the cliff and lands on the streets below, bouncing once, then crashes into a building. Dutch falls out after the bounce, and his helmet falls off. Uh, Lord. I didn't train to be a pilot. Tell me I don't have to do more flying today. The view switches to a superintendent camera that is watching as a drone fighter crashes into a monument. The superintendent's avatar shows the sad face image. The optics <laughs> detaches from the fighter and crashes to the ground where the rookie later finds it. Dutch gets up, helmet in one hand. So, was that a yes or a no? The vehicle, dri the vehicle Dutch was driving previously explodes behind him. He turns around to face it. Amen. And that is the end of Uplift Reserve. It's funny that, like, no matter what you're driving, that vehicle is there. In the cutscene? Is it what it is? Oh, it's always a, a, a ghost? No. Oh, it, it's, 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 it's whatever you're driving. Oh, Chopper, ghost, or warthog. That's cool. Yeah. So one of my biggest pet peeves, and this is like Mass Effect, they do this. When you're using a gun, 
But in cutscenes, it's whatever the default is. Default, yeah. no, it does. It's, it's so immersion-breaking. Yeah, and is. I'm like, what would it require to just like read a line of code to say like what gun or what weapon you Absolutely. have? Absolutely, yeah. you know, Dra- yeah. like dragging it. Like a lot of like RPGs, like the default sword comes no, out. Yeah, and it's right. like, Aww. that's not what I'm using. Yeah. It's funny, you or know, like even right? Halo, like. Only, Master Chief always taking out an assault rifle. One mm. of the only games I can think of really in recent memory that you use the gun that you have is Red Dead. And the cutscenes, he's I'm pretty confident he uses whatever gun. I can't tell. They all look the have. same. But is he <laughs> always pulling out a revolver, or is it like in that? Well, that's scene? the thing. I think it's all. But I mean, you always have a. Revol- I guess that's interesting. No, I think if even if you have like a shotgun, like he pulls that out, like a sawed-off shotgun. Right, but like, is it always a one like? I, yeah, in that scene, he probably always like, pulls even if out you're, his you're rifle. Using your bolt action rifle. He's gonna pull out the the revolver. Oh, well, whatever yeah, you well, have. Yeah, that's true. Probably, yeah. so, so probably for like the but, scene. But he'd be using the revolver that you have on your person, right? But I think that wraps us up on this episode of Halo Re3s, guys. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Please join us next time for the next two levels, which are Hold great on. question. I didn't Hold look on. at. I have it I in the Discord. It. Let yeah, me say. Go look at it right now. We are coming back at you with dun dun dun. dun. Dun, 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 dun. I haven't played Pins. past this. I haven't played in a while. Uh, Kazingo Boulevard. Oni That's, Alpha Site. Oni Alpha Site. I think you play as Dutch and Mickey. Right. The next level's Mickey, and then the next level's Dutch with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, be sure to play with us. Join us as we go through Halo, uh, as we replay, relive, and re-experience, as we like to say here. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. We are on all these social medias, at Delco Nerds, on basically everything. We have a Facebook page. We have a Discord, where we talk about a lot of fun stuff, including Halo. We're talking a little bit about Halo Infinite. In the past couple weeks abandoned so it's abandoned and all that shit and that clusterfuck but guys uh yeah please go join there it's a lot of fun you can find all this information on our website delconernetwork.com you can reach us delconerds at gmail.com with your comments questions or concerns for gooch for chris i've been trio thanks for listening guys stay nerdy and we will see you on the next episode